This is The Daily Juggle. I'm Julie Burstein, and I am here, as always, with Dick Nodell. Hello, Dick. Good morning. <laughs> it's wonderful to talk with you again. And um, today I wanted to bring some questions that have come in from some of our listeners about challenges that they're facing in their daily juggles, in their work and life. The first is from a woman, actually, who I know, um, a woman... And we're going to give pseudonyms because some people don't want to talk about their work problems uh, in public. But I think all of us can benefit from these stories because a lot of them have resonance, at least for me. Um, This woman, I'll call her Lucy, is a lovely young woman. She's in her late 20s who just started a website. It's one of these new kinds of website that's sort of social entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So it's both a business and, uh, um, and a way of helping people. What's remarkable and wonderful is the business is taking off. She's raised more venture capital than she had expected to raise. She and, yeah, she and her partner are really um, moving forward and, and moving forward much more quickly than they thought. The challenge she has, though, is she's also a newlywed. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she finds that when she comes home, Her husband is starting to get very frustrated because she can't turn off the business in her head. And this is something that I remember so clearly from when I started Studio 360, a radio show that I ran. My kids were really little, and I remember reading them storybooks, and my mouth was saying the words, but my head was working on an entirely other problem. And I think Lucy is is facing a similar thing when she comes home and has dinner with her husband, is that she just can't turn that part off. And I wondered if you have any thoughts about, first of all, why this happens, and second of all, what what can we do about something like this? Well, first of all, I, I think it's a, probably a mistake to try to turn off something that doesn't want to turn off. And the, the passion that I hear you describing doesn't want to turn off. So the question is a little different for me than the one you're posing. It's really more about how does she find the right cycles? How does she begin to regulate her pace so that she's able to include a variety of things rather than stay on the the edge of the wave, which is certainly what calls us. I I certainly remember that period, too. Um, And you were saying you yourself found that it was really difficult to turn off. So I I don't think we can turn it off. That's so interesting because I think our initial reaction, I mean, mine was when I was reading the books and, you know, I have a two-year-old in my lap and reading... um, the runaway bunny, but I'm thinking about how to negotiate a contract. I was thinking, I've got to stop this. But it wasn't really possible to stop. Well, there's also, for me, a a larger question, which is that here she is, she's a newlywed, and they're they're starting out life together. They don't really know each other. The first year of marriage is probably going to be difficult. It always is. And um, it sounds to me like the two of them need to sit down and think strategically about their lives together and begin to articulate what their own priorities are and where work ought to fit in. And if they have differences about it, as they're likely to, to be able to find a way to make a bridge between those differences, something that can work for both of them, a little creative problem solving together. This all sounds great, but I know from experience in my own marriage, it's really hard to do that because we're not really set up to do that sort of thing. Uh, well, it's hard, but it's we are also set up to do it. Uh, if she can do it in her business, then she can do it at home, too. And in fact, the other thing is that in 
most couples therapists don't ever bring this this way, but I want to bring something new here, which is that there is an aspect of a marriage that is a business and that needs to be thought about in business-like ways, that there's finances, that money flows in, it flows out, there are structures that are needed, there are formal roles that need to happen. I know there was a magnificent change in our household when uh, we delegated uh, my wife, Steph, to be our CFO. And giving her full authority as CFO changed everything. And we really, it, it took a while, I have to say. I, I, I didn't bend easily. But um, ultimately what happened was it gave her the necessary authority to begin to structure things so that they could work for us better. So I imagine that there's some business meeting that Lucy and her husband need to make also to think about how they're going to take up these tasks, including this kind of long-term planning about how they want to live their lives together. Dick, do you have any practical suggestions of how to even begin that kind of conversation? If in, in your marriage you haven't said, you know what, we really need to look strategically at what our needs and wants are, um, how to begin that conversation with, with a spouse? Well, I think it's always easy and actually rich to be able to ask each other, what's most important for us? You know, as we look down the road, 5, 10, 15 years down the road, what will it be, what will have been important to us when we look back over those years and we say, we wanted to do this, we wanted to have this together? And I, I, I don't think that there's a lot of conflict necessarily in that, so it's a relatively easy way to get started. And then when you get to the difficult questions of, you know, I can imagine Lucy's husband saying, when we're having dinner, I want you here. And Lucy's saying, I'm not sure how to do that. What would you suggest then? Well, you actually just gave, before we started here, uh, talking about your boys, and you had just given them this wonderful rule of a half hour when they got home to cool down, and then they were going to go into their homework. I think if Lucy could give herself some amount of time when she gets home to get herself prepared to engage with her husband, you know, certainly make a little contact when you come home, that's always useful, a nice hug is good, but um, then if both of them know that she needs some cooling down, she needs some time to be able to make some notes, to collect herself, to somehow sum up the day for herself so she knows how to begin it, maybe she'll even take it up later in the evening, but right now, whatever it is she needs to close it off a little bit so that she can really be with her husband over dinner. It's so interesting to hear you say that because I think our world moves so quickly now that we expect everyone to be able to just toggle from one thing to another without any transition. And what I'm hearing is transition time needs to be built in. Making space to breathe in between is essential. Well, it's not just to breathe in between, although without breathing it's a little hard. Uh, <laughs> What's also important in those transitions is to do that bit of digestion, to be in, to integrate the experience you just have so that you're not living one long run-on sentence. Uh, the other thing, piece that you were just pointing to is this notion of structuring time, that we have a tendency to take our informal time, our time with our spouses, the, the fun times, and they kind of get short shrift. So with someone like Lucy, whose life is packed to the brim, she actually needs to plan in those times together, just as she's planning in business times. Wonderful suggestions, and I hope we'll hear back from Lucy to see whether these rang true with her or whether she has other questions that, that come from them. In any event, it sounds like a very rich time, and I wish her luck. Thank you. 
You've been listening to The Daily Juggle, and tomorrow we'll have more, more of your questions. 